The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Players Championship. It's storylines, it's best bets, and it's our one and done picks. And joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. What's up, coach? I tell you what, I had a rough week last week. I would be a great golf better if I only bet 54 holes of an event. But unfortunately, (laughs) you got to do all 72, so I'm hoping this week I can bounce back. You are the Keegan Bradley of golf betting. You get off to that hot start and yes. then things things yes. get real rocky the rest of the way. Kyle oh, Porter man. is here. KP, what's going on? Man, I'm I'm uh I love players week. It's so fun. I, I'm just it's already been a fun week and I'm I'm fired up about the rest of it. So I'm I'm ready to talk some golf. And Mark Immelman rounds out our foursome. And Mark, that looks like a hotel room to me. How's it going? Uh, how's it, boys? Uh, yeah, outside here is the Slammer and the Squire, and the World Golf Village is just over there. And Coach, oh, yeah. um, if golf tournaments were 54 holes, bro, I'd be playing. I wouldn't be talking. <laughs> <in the podcast. laughs> I, I got two things I got to say. <laughs> You're right. I have spent so many nights in that same hotel when we do PGA Tour Live, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And by the way, boys, did you notice, did you see a little picture on social media where I got our guy Mark literally told the entire world that he outkicked his coverage in marriage? Because that picture you had of your gorgeous wife was incredible. Good for you, Mark. That was amazing. Good for uh, you. With, look, but with, with my upcoming uh, – Travel schedule, coach, across the summer. I've got to find all the points I can. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I get it. I get it. I get it. That's awesome. I absolutely love it. And Mark, if you run into uh, Kyle's buddy Gary Player down there filming a new commercial, uh, let us let us know. Get Kyle on the areas. Perfect. There, there was actually a tour group downstairs. There was a tour group car from downstairs. They'd just come in from Memphis and, and they were actually asking if you were around, really. They were Yeah, more of my people. They're probably looking they're probably looking for all the trees on those great courses there. So you know, you can show them the way. absolutely love it gentlemen we've got a lot to talk about but first i have to let you know about paramount plus which is live right now and you've probably seen the journey to mount paramount featuring bill cower james corden patrick stewart and even beavis and butthead yes it's quite a squad but paramount plus is live sports it's breaking news and a mountain of entertainment you can go straight from game day to movie night with paramount plus stream iconic movies like the godfather indiana jones and mission impossible And there are new episodes of critically acclaimed original series like Star Trek Picard, The Good Fight, and The Stand. And get this, it's where you can dive into live sports from us, CBS Sports, including the NFL, March Madness, The Masters, and Champions League Soccer. Stream your hit shows from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Smithsonian Channel, and Comedy Central. It's live sports. It's breaking news. It's a mountain of entertainment. Paramount Plus is streaming now. 
Gentlemen's Players Championship Week. And uh, I, I kind of want to take a step back to this time in 2020 because it, it, it's been a whirlwind, obviously. You know, we've been talking a lot, KP, about how we played one round of this event last year. And I, I was just reflecting a little bit and I was just going back and thinking how quick everything changed last year, right? And how quick information was coming in, not only around the globe, but here in our little world, the golfing world, where we went from playing an event to letting fans in, to not letting fans in, to canceling the whole thing in a matter of hours. And, and we didn't know what it was going to lead to. And it, and it led to a 91-day shutdown. And I, I just kind of reflect about how quick everything happened and how our, our sport and our world were really upended. For sure. And, you know, I, I've been doing this for, I don't know, eight years now. So that's 3,000 days, 20, I, I don't know, it's 2,900 days, whatever the number is. And you don't remember 98% of them. You don't remember 2,998 of them, but there are a couple that you do remember. And the one that I remember the most is that Wednesday night, sitting there watching the NBA stuff unfold just it, it was it everything happened so fast and and i sort of like everybody loves to dunk on monahan and the pga tour and all this stuff and i understand like i get it they were there they you know they didn't i don't it could have been handled better but i sort of empathize with how quickly everything unfolded and it was like oh my gosh like we might uh we might have to not have and then it's like everything's canceled for three months you know, and it was just it, it happened like that. I remember Rory being really good on uh, just like what the direction should be. Rory, I, I remember I wrote an article like Rory was the adult in the room and he was awesome and all that stuff. And it was it was such a wild thing. I did see somebody on Twitter suggest that uh, they should be able to keep their I think it was Jim Herman said they should keep their scores from from first round last year <laughs> and just make it a five round <laughs> tournament, which would be awesome. It'd be like the old uh <laughs> the old American express when it used to be five rounds, but yeah, it was, a, it was a wild, it was a wild week and it's crazy to think back on now a year later. It, it certainly is. And, and Mark, you know, you're, you're in the thick of it week in and week out. And, and we look back and we say, um, you know, it ended up being 91 days, right? That's, that's the number we keep saying, but in no way did we know that, right? Like we, we just knew that golf, uh, golf was on hiatus and every week that went by we were wondering when's golf coming back is it coming back and there was uh just so much unknown that uh it, it was it was a weird place to be and a weird place to be for everybody obviously uh, yeah it was crazy i mean to this event last year we were in a different hotel so maybe this <laughs> this brings some good <laughs> vibes for this year's event yeah and and i just remember the the first round was we made it through the first round. We were sitting at dinner. We had a, a dinner meeting with our producer, and we were planning for the next day's show. And I, I get walking back to the hotel, and um, I get these text messages from HQ. Can you get on? And I'm like, why? And they're like, you hadn't heard the event's been canceled. And I'm like, well, this is the first time I heard of it. And we were sitting with rules officials. And then the following morning, watching that uh, press conference by Commissioner Monahan was was pretty moving. And then. You know, no one knew what was up. Everyone was nervous. Everyone was fearful. Um, I drove home to Columbus, which is like a five and a half hour journey. And That's during right. that time, I found out the Masters was canceled. And all of a sudden, all these dominoes began to fall. And and then you go through that break, and it was kind of crazy because no one knew when. But then I was so proud of the tour, how they were resolute in deciding we're coming back here. They set out the schedule. They set out the protocols. 
it went off good the first week in Fort Worth, the second week at RBC, the Heritage. There were a few hiccups. And Monaghan remained resolute. He's like, we believe in what we do. There were a lot of calls for him to shut down again. And I saw him that week, and he looked tired. He really looked tired and kind of whipped. And um, I said to him, how are you doing? And he goes, it's, it's just tired, and I'm, it's hard, and I'm tired. And But they stuck to it, and in the end, I mean, these guys have come out smelling like a rose, really, um, to, to, to bring sport back, to bring golf back, now to bring some fans back. I mean, last week at the API was so cool to see on TV. I'm Jack tomorrow to get out there and see what the fans are like. We've got a preview um, show on, so I'm not sure there'll be fans out tomorrow, but certainly Thursday and through the week. So um, it, it's it's kind of nice for for our game, this game I love so much, to be sort of the tip of the spear when it came to this. Uh, and so I'm proud of everyone involved down the road here at uh, Ponte Vedra, and I'm and I've got to tell you that golf course looks in fantastic shape. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tremendous week if we make it through four rounds this time. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember the um, and we talked about this probably nine months ago. The 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 added responsibility that you guys felt bringing bringing sport back is essentially what what you were doing. And um, I, I want to talk about fans quick, Coach. But I, you know, Mark brings up the, some of these HQ hits. I can't I can't even count the HQ hits I did last year with no information about what was going on in the world. No information about. And just like, well, here's what I think's happening. This will probably change in the next 30 minutes, but here's what I think is happening right now. It was it was absolutely uh, bonkers. Fans are coming back, Coach. Uh, slowly but surely, we're seeing them week in and week out. We are seeing and hearing from players about what that means for their game. Guys getting amped up about it again, using uh, the energy coming off of these uh, off of these crowds. Bryson mentioned it countless times last week at the Arnold Palmer. Rory has been on record multiple times saying he thrives off these fans. So here we go. We're now entering back into limited number, but there will be fans out on golf courses you know, moving forward for the most part. And, yeah. Well, what about Jordan Spieth after his hole in one? That was the first thing he talked about was how loud he said, I was surprised at how loud the eruption was during my, uh, during my hole in one, but to kind of piggyback what the other two guys have said, leading into your question about uh, the fans. And I think everybody from the fans to the leadership, to the players, they were the one sport that you didn't hear anybody complaining you didn't hear anybody saying, we're not going to do this. It was everybody going on one train, down one track. And there were some hiccups. There were some stoppages. But they never stopped again. And I think that's the leadership that we can turn to. And then now they strategically, guys, allowed fans like 2,000. Now it's 5,000. And now you're starting to see the other organizations, baseball already coming out saying they're going to allow 20%. Then it's going to be – I think with golf, by the middle of the summer, you're going to see – probably 50 to 80% back to capacity, and it makes a huge difference. I'm sure all of you guys are the same. I, it started driving me nuts to hear some people on TV go, got to have the fans back. Gotta, uh, we get it. We want the fans back. But then I've got I've to eat, eat a little crow and say, listen, my, my criticism was not warranted. I didn't realize till last week how much of a difference these fans truly make. And when Bryson did what he did, when Jordan did what he did, it was loud. And that's what I'm here for. And I never want to go back to last June, hopefully, God willing, ever again. Hey, Rick, just fast forwarding a bit, and, and I'm hope I'm, I'm not ruining your rundown. I haven't got to look because I honestly just got in. Um, I got into an email from our producer at CBS telling us that the Canadian Open has been canceled, yeah. postponed, whatever you want to say. And so, and, and I look at this through all these events that went on in the United States on the PGA Tour. 
and now we're going and to coach's point and this is why i wanted to bring it up because now fans are coming back and and you kind of feel the snowball going and all of a sudden canada decides no we can't do this it it, it, it that that'll be a little bit of a hiccup uh, but i'm just keen to see how the tour bounce back from this because i'm pretty certain like they did uh, in the blink of an eye last year with a work day open at memorial how quickly they rustle something together so i'm expecting we'll see more of the same yeah, that news this morning was a bit of a reminder that uh, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're certainly not out of the tunnel yet. And the PGA Tour is going to do their best to find a one-year uh, fill-in for that event. And hey, maybe it is a workday. Maybe Morikawa can win all another workday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll just go yeah, for the whole. will yeah. go for the whole thing. Uh, but this week down there at TPC Sawgrass, we got a little bit of information about uh, the tour adding a, an internal out of bounce kp which which first of all internal ob that's like that's like an oxymoron right like that doesn't i don't even know what that means internal ob but essentially what's happening here is uh on 18 they're putting an internal ob what next to the lake so that you can't drive it back down nine and everyone is just saying this is this is the bryson rule it is the bryson rule and we've seen this at uh help me out hoy lake i think hoy lake had it is that right mark there was an open uh, venue that had it. Yeah, there have been a few down the track, and um, but I can't think of the most recent one. But it's pretty standard stuff there with Lynx Golf in the in the United Kingdom. Yeah, they're, they're, they just did it at Y Live. They just did it at Y Live for the Sony yeah. Open. Yeah, apparently they did it in the in the release. They said that they did it last week with uh, with Bay Hill. I didn't. I, didn't I think. Hear about I think that. it was. I think it was the thing where trying to go down was it three mark from mm-hmm. the six T box by trying to, try, which yeah. again, another Bryce, another Bryson thing. Well, that was so, the thing. And, and then Kyle quickly to that, then the right side of eight, they actually two golf courses at Bay Hill and Bryson drilled it into the parking area, which is on the other golf course over yeah. there. That was a right side of nine. I thought that was out of bounds incidentally, but it wasn't, there was OB left in that hole. So this is like <laughs> Bryson, I think he's more excited that they put the internal OB than he would have been to to go actually go for like to hit it over up nine uh, at TPC Sawgrass. Like I think this is this is what thrills him. Like this is this is what he like get. This is what he lives for. And I, I know you guys like give me a hard time about the inflection point thing, but like and, and for people who haven't heard, like I said that that uh, here we go. Um, we got a we got a photo up on if you're watching on YouTube that to, to go up nine and then over to 18, it does seem really difficult to do. Although hitting the 18 fairway doesn't look very easy. Let me tell you something. All right. But th- this, this is Bryson. This is clickbait because <laughs> driving it across to that other, driving into that other fairway is not easy. And where the cursor is moving that, that is actually in the second shot in the layup zone on the ninth hole there. So that's where it had to drive it, and that's a very narrow area. And if it's too far, there's a bunker there that is just downright nasty. And then from there, you're playing to a green that is the size of a gnat's rear end. I mean, it is small. <laughs> and coming from that angle over water with nothing but moguls in behind there, I'd rather him just hit four iron off the tee and hit like eight iron from 200 or whatever he does and make four fours. I mean, the, the, this is Bryson just charging up the Twitterati and everyone's biting on this one. And, and the, I, I'm wondering, Kyle, and I, maybe you could shed some light on this. Why is he telegraphing his decisions? If he's wanting to go down nine, why blast it all over the internet? Just go ahead and well, do it on Thursday and then blow everyone's minds. Because he wants the attention. The attention is yeah. fun. 
Right. Like, I think that's part of it. But I also, I also think that like real quick, Rick, Yeah. you guys make fun of me for the inflection point thing where I said (laughs) the U S open at wing foot was an inflection point. But I think this, like what happened here was a little bit instructive about what I'm talking about because in 2030 or 2035, my, my 10 year thing, Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be 50 guys that that want to do stuff like this. I'm not saying necessarily drive it up nine on at TPC Sawgrass, but there's going to be 80 guys that do this. This is like what the future looks like, right? This is this is the future of golf. And when there's 80 guys that want to do it, the tour is going to have a harder time making a rule because we talked about this with the divot thing on Sunday, right? Like it's it's uh, or, or with the uh, playing the ball down. Players don't want mud balls. Player they they want things to be as easy and comfortable as possible. So if there's 80 guys that want to drive it up nine, are you still going to make an internal OB? And if not, then is this like, is this, is that what we, is, is this what we want golf to be? Not to be the, to, to do the Nick Saban thing again, but it's not like it, it just is it, it like, it, if, if you look at what Bryson is doing and see all the stuff that he's talking about and what that future looks like, and think that there's not a distance problem or that the future is like, oh, we're, we're good to go here. That's crazy. Like you can't look at it and think that, that there shouldn't be some sort of like uh, rollback or just a mitigation of, of what the distance is in golf, because it, it, it's just going to become, it's going to become a joke at some point. It's fun right now. Cause it's Bryson. We love to talk about it, but at some point it is going to become a joke when everybody is trying to do it. Well, I mean, this harkens back to like 1979 where there was a guy called Lon Henkel. This is way before all of your time. It was in the U.S. Open, and he took it down. I can't remember the hole there at Inverness in the U.S. Open and took it down one hole, and then P.J. Boatwright, who then was the uh, executive director or whatever you call them, they had a tree installed that evening for the following morning to cut off that line. And <laughs> That's better than doing an OB. It's just throw, let's just throw a tree up there. <laughs> it, was, it was named the Hinkle tree for the longest time. So all, I mean, throughout the game, folks, if there's been shortcuts, they try, they try and take it. And if they have the ability of hitting the thing far, they're going to do it. And all that the, come, the organiz, organizing bodies are going to do is respond with in-course OBs. You know, they, they'll put in spectator, well, their spectator stands and stuff like that. Um, but but a lot, this has been happening since Moby Dick was a minnow. To be to be honest with you, Bryson's just taking it to a different level because of this because of social media. So two two follow up points, Kyle. Your point about uh, the inflection point is is aging better. So that's that's good. And also, uh, Mark, he can telegraph this because uh, it's not like a basketball strategy for defense. If if you can't do it, it doesn't matter if you know where Bryson's going over there. If you can't if you can't hit that shot, it doesn't matter if you know your opponent's doing it. It's I'm actually disappointed. Sorry, Kyle, because I believe I've got their group Thursday afternoon. I I, I think I do in the feature groups coverage for PGA Tour Live. And when I heard the rumblings about this, whenever it was, I was like, man, I hope I'm there because I want to be able to call this thing with like, what the heck are you <laughs> thinking right now? But, but, but it's, it's, it's just fun to, I, I think it's fun. Um, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Six last week makes a whole bunch of sense in the right conditions, but, but we're going to have this stuff start to grow legs and such. But to your point, Rick, um, if you had to poll the players if they were able to, I'd be I'd be keen to see that to see how many folks would actually take that line off eighteen to try and play that hole. Why did you say it was aging better? Like, what is your reasoning for that? Uh, because the more he dominates and the more he wins, and the more he does stuff like this, 
um, the more other players are going to chase it, the more this is going to be normal. It's like when Steph Curry changes the game in the NBA and now teams shoot more threes than they do twos. Um, it, this is this, if, if Bryson is successful, everyone else will do it and it will then become an inflection point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I'm getting at. And I think the difference in golf is that you, you, you completely, and maybe this is, maybe this is what happened in basketball too, but you completely change the entire like way the game looks because you don't have enough room. Like right. to like the longer you guys get, the less room you have, like you can't like make sawgrass bigger. I mean, you kind of can, but not, not forever, not indefinitely. They don't have indefinite amounts of land. And so that's the part where you're like, man, this is just a different sport. And maybe, maybe people like that. I, I don't really. Um, and, and, it, and it's not just about 2021. It's about 2041 and 2061. And I think that's where some of the distance stuff comes into play. And, and all of this really ties into uh, Coach's big storyline for the week. And Coach, I, I, it's, it's really hard to argue with you here. You come from a world of entertainment. And is there anybody – I don't think there's anybody more entertaining than Bryson, good or bad, right now. Uh, it, it, I don't want to say he's the most entertaining player of all time, but like this guy is doing things that are, is bringing more and more eyeballs to our game. There, there's never been a player – in the his, the reason I wrote it in there in the history of the game that normal people normal people maybe Tiger but the, but but it was because of all the spectacular shots that he hit from the bunker and all the different things that Tiger did this is just sheer entertainment this is people showing up saying I want to watch what that dude is going to do I want to watch how he does it and then I want to watch the amazement with which other people are enjoying it that's entertainment and I really really wish and I know that I'm new to the national golf stage, relatively speaking. I know I'm new to the PGA Tour, but I also come from the biggest sport entertainment background in the world. And if you're entertaining, I don't care who you are, people want to come watch you play. And I wish more players would figure out a way that they could be entertaining too. It doesn't have to be like what, what Bryce is doing, but players that will complain about not having enough sponsorship dollars, be entertaining. Bryson likes the attention. That's cool with me. You should want to entertain the fans that are paying $35, $50 a ticket to come out and watch you play. It shouldn't be just about be playing boring golf, hit the middle of the fairway, hit the green, and two-putt. And that's what he does. And other than Tiger, I would love for somebody to tell me a player ever that has had this kind of attention for all the different things that he does. I don't really have anything to add. I just want to say I, will, I love this take. I think this is an, I think this is an awesome take. And I think that, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's true. Like we get so wound up about the seriousness of golf. And like, even now I'm talking about like the USGA's rule, you know, all this different stuff. And it's like, I'm just like, not me, but most people are just watching because they want to see something fun. Yeah. You know, and that's why, yeah. that's why people, that's why people like speed. That's why tiger was, so I, I was watching, I was thinking about the tiger putt on 17 today because <laughs> DJ had a quote about like, uh, it's on every five seconds. So just wait a minute and it'll be on again, which I thought was hilarious, <laughs> but think about like how different that was to see tiger out there. And like, he, he, he was almost like accidentally an entertainer just cause he won so much. I think Bryson's mm -hmm. more more purposeful like he he's yes. sort of this this sideshow type deal um but also really good like that doesn't take away from how good he is but i i think that, i think that's a great i i love that viewpoint of kind of what's happening
I was thinking about this coach while you were, while you were, uh, talking there and you know, in golf, uh, we get celebrations after putts, right? Big putts, big moments, chip-ins. I, w- I was racking my brain for another time. We saw a celebration coach on a drive. The guy hits a drive and he's got, he's like, I, I can't think of another example ever. When was the last time you saw memes, gifts, all these things that we don't even really know how they came up with those names and that's what he was on Saturday. And I love the fact because, to me, great moments in sports or entertainment is all about the anticipation. And he talked about it. But how many of us really thought that he was going to try it? I didn't, especially yeah. we talked about it on the show last week. Yeah, what did we say? No. <laughs> that if he was in contention, I yeah. said, if he's maybe if he's out of contention, we said, if he's in contention, there's no way he's going to try it. And he did it. And it's about doing it in the moment, pulling it off. And have any of us thought about what happens if it hits in the middle of the lake? How embarrassed he would be? How foolish he would look? And instead, think of the moment he's always going to have. And that's what the great ones do. And he's winning on top of it. And that ticks everybody off because they don't want both. You don't want both. And he is both. And I'm here for it. You know who I compared him to on Sunday, Coach? Who's that? Manny. Manny Ramirez. Mm. Interesting. Bryson being Bryson. You hate to love him. You hate to love him. Like he steps up there, you're like, this guy's unbelievable. But I also think he might be a little crazy and I don't totally know what's going to happen right here. (laughs) And that's like the thrill of it. I mean, I I, I think I think that that is, you know, what did we say today when when they did the internal OB thing? Oh, just Bryson being Bryson. It's like the Manny being Manny thing. That's really good. I like that a lot. Uh, there's probably few courses as entertaining as TPC Sawgrass, Mark, and and this is a course that has actually grown grown on you over time, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, listening to your conversation and the points are so well founded, and they sort of mix into what I want to point out about this golf course. Um, the first time I got you, I thought Pete Dye was crazy. Looking at this place, <laughs> the first hole I went and saw when I came and scouted the place was the 17th. You drive down 18, I stand on 18 10. I look at the left side there, and there's nothing but water, and the fairway looks like it's so narrow. And then I get to 17, I'm like, this is downright silly. And then, then, then when I played the golf course the first time, I was like, this is just too hard. But then I got to tell you, the more I came here and the more then I came here as a, an announcer and you see the strategy behind the place and you see the visuals and the angles that the die created and how he challenges you to drive it at the trouble. And if you do and you pull the shot off, you set up your next shot in the best way. Now, there's always a bailout on every hole, even though it doesn't look like it because there's like sawgrass and water and bulkheads and stuff every, everywhere. Target's a little wider than you think if you look backwards. But if you're standing on teen grounds over here, it looks like single file to some of these holes. But they're wider than you think. So it's a course to me that rewards precision. It's a course to me that it doesn't matter who the long drivers are. You're going to see a mixed-up leaderboard on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all manner of players from guys of the Webb Simpson ilk to guys of the Rory McIlroy ilk to, to, to all of them, Tiger Woods type managerial folks. And, and so it's, it, it's just a true gem. And you speak of entertaining the way this golf course goes. I mean, the first two holes, they're kind of like, just like a welcome handshake. One is a, a driver or a three wooden wedge, maybe two is the five you can get there in two. So it's like, Hey, welcome to the stadium course. But then this thing beats you up from holes like three through um, eight <laughs> 
Then nines are five, it's a little respite. Then tens softish, elevens the par five, twelves easy-ish. But then from 13 in, it is going to beat your rear end for you. And then if you want to win, you're going to get by 17 and 18. So it's like, hey, uh, nice having you now. Get away from us because this place is just a real golf course. And 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 it has become, the players has become by far and away one of my favorite events on tour. And I love coming to this place. And and the field they assemble, the golf course, the way it's presented. I mean, this rye grass right now looks sensational. We've been pretty dry down here in the southeast for the last few weeks. So there's, it's pretty low humidity. Uh, not much rain. I don't think any rain in the forecast. This could be difficult by the time the weekend rolls around. So it's going to, once again, just going to be a barn burner, I think. Yeah, I, I love sawgrass. I think it's everything Mark said. It's it's awesome. And I think 17 is a little, is overrated as a whole, but I think the course is under, I think we underrate it. Like, I think it's really, really good. I The only thing I wanted to add is I hope that they don't, and we saw this last year, that it was so soft the first day. And they just watered the hell out of it, and it was like, what? Are, why? Are, like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, this this course is part of the the show. Like when it's when it's mm-hmm. when it's fast and firm. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of what we saw last week at Bay Hill. It is when it's fast and firm. It is awesome, and I hope that they. I I hope they they let it. You know, you, you want it to progress like at a U.S. Open or whatever, but I hope they kind of let it go a little bit over the weekend because that's when, one, the best players show up, uh, but two, I, I think it's the most fun to watch as well. Well, they were double-cutting, double-rolling greens last year. I'm not sure not sure why they watered the thing. It had been a wet um, wintertime running into this event. And this week, I haven't heard anything about course preparation and such. But all I think back to was um, Saturday at the Players when Jason Day won. I can't think of the year where that golf course was like 16. Right. I mean, it was so firm. I watched Jason Day hit a nine iron to 60 in the par five. The thing hit in the middle of the green and bounced over the back and went in the water. <laughs> and I was like, holy smoke. And there, folks were irate. And Ken Duke shot 67, I think it was. And this 65, I mean, it, it was still 67 would have been just bananas the way the golf course was playing because it was impossible. So I think there's still a little scar tissue there when you let golf courses go and you're double rolling, which is dangerous, and then you're double, double cutting. And all of a sudden here with this nautical, this maritime climate, the moisture goes away and this place just turns on a dime. So they're always a little defensive because they don't want it to turn into a circus because that would be the worst thing for this event. He he gained uh, ten point four strokes on the field that day. Rick, is that good? Uh, I've heard that's decent. Yes, that'll do. That'll do just that's, fine. It's uh, Jason Day said it should be the new course record. Joel, uh, Joel <laughs> Beal, Joel Beal of Golf Digest did a really good retrospective on it, and he kind of interviewed a bunch of people that were involved. And it, it's people should go read it. It's on golfdigest.com. It's it's really it's fascinating. And yeah, the, the field average on the weekend on in round three was 75 and he shot a 65. This is going to sound soft from the old guy in the group. Coach, how old are you? 45. 45. Well, I'm the old guy in the group. <laughs> After walking that golf course that Saturday afternoon, it was so hard that I sat in my hotel room that evening and my ankles were actually sore. I mean, it was like walking on (laughs) (laughs) and I, and I just watched Jason day who hits the thing like a country mile in the air and they come down vertically balls, just hitting and bouncing as high as me. And I was like, this is impossible. And then I, uh, this guy shot 65. That's just crazy. 
just nuts. Absolutely love it. I like that. I like that the idea that uh, the course is the course is part of the show, which I which I think mm-hmm. is great. Um, I've got a free year of Sportsline, a subscription to give away for free, and that'll get you access to award winning picks, the patented Sportsline model. And all you have to do is leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts for the first cut. Leave us a player that is going to miss the cut at the players leave your twitter handle and make sure you're following at first cut pod on twitter so that we can get a hold of you and gentlemen we've got to get into our picks we've got to get into our one and done but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors did you know that more than 75 percent of americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime but only 10 percent will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been Uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. It is, of course, March. So we've got bracket games and pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. You can create a pool to compete against friends or fill out your bracket for the chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or at cbsports.com slash brackets. We have a group. We have a first cut group. You can join it. It is called Official First Cut Podcast Bracket Game. A link is in the description. We cannot give away prizes. However, if your username happens to match your Twitter handle, maybe there's a way we'll contact you and there might be a perk. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Legal. Don't don't talk to me. I just throwing it out there. Maybe make your your username, your Twitter handle. That'll be a good way to get it done. Coach, 
You going to fill out a bracket? How do you like your chances this year? You're damn right. I feel great <laughs> this week. Are you kidding me? I've been so ice cold. There's no way that I, I'm, I'm in Antarctica right now. So there's only I can only get warmer. So, yes, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right, we're going to pull up Coach's betting card uh, right now. This is our little uh, Jupiter of the West Super Contest is what we call this. And, Coach, like I'm going to break this up into uh, a couple different segments and get your thoughts on here. So uh, I'm going to go through your matchups first. You have uh, Rory McIlroy over John Rahm. You have Daniel Berger over Terrell Hatton. And your best bet is Justin Thomas over Xander Shoffley. So talk me through your matchup picks here. Uh, so my matchup uh, picks look like this because I wanted to go with really good iron players and also players that played well here before. Justin Thomas, I think arguably with Colin Morikawa is the best are the two best iron players on tour right now. Xander, the reason his value is so high is because he has all these top 25s, but a lot of them are like 25th. You know, it's not like top 10s are coming. Uh, so for me, this is as much about Xander as it is about JT. Berger, I just think that it was an anomaly, his last event. I'm going to go off his last eight months. And then Rory, we know he's won here recently. He's technically the defending champion. And I just don't think John Rahm has his A game right now. So I'll take Rory, even with his B game, to beat Rahm uh, with his C or D game right now. The aforementioned Colin Morikawa makes an appearance on your betting card as top American. Alex Noren as top Swede and Christian yeah. Bezadenhut as top South African coach to round out your betting card. Yeah, think about this for a second. So Morikawa, depending on what book you look at, but at William Hill, he was plus 2,000. So essentially, I'm only losing 800 to get him as a top American and essentially cut the field in half, but I'm getting an extra 20% on Colin Morikawa if you followed all that. So give me Morikawa, who I think is the best iron player on tour right now. We saw it two weeks ago at concession. He takes a week off. He's fresh, did not play at Bay Hill. I think he's going to come back, have another fantastic week. My other two picks, Bazudin, who a lot of people don't know about him, but he's been playing really good golf. There aren't He doesn't have to beat a lot of people, and Alex Noren is the same way. I'm getting plus money on all three of those bets. I'll take him to the pay window every time. Hey, Coach, say it off to me. Yes. Bezaden Hoot. Bezaden Hoot. There we go. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Was, what the Thank heck? You. We that educate and entertain. Try. That was Thank the first you. try. I like that. <laughs> Thank um, you, Mark. Coach, coach is like way farther down the road than me and Ray. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to avoid. I I will avoid putting a South African on my card if Mark's going to be on the show. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. You, you know what I used it. to do at Sports Center? You, this is this is a little trick I had when I did Sports Center. If we'd get handed a, a, a shot sheet and you literally, you know, you're coming out of break and you're showing the highlight, I would see if if Bazoot Hood or whatever was in there, I'd be like, Zin! and I sound like I was going to sneeze. <laughs> And I would do that with every name that I couldn't pronounce, and that was my thing, and nobody know, knew that I didn't know the name. So that was my little key for SportsCenter. I love it. I love it. Uh, okay, Mark, we're going to get to your betting card here next, and we tried to get you the matchups. We're, we're making progress here. I think we got a little bit better <laughs> this week from your five nationality bets. We uh, but here's We got closer. We're getting closer. Did you say getting nationality there. bets? Is that what yeah, nationality bets. <laughs> you know, Coach, I've got zero idea about this stuff because I see you on oh. betting 10 to win 9.95, and that doesn't make any sense to me why you try and uh, bet to win less than what you bet. I, I just don't get it. But anyways – um, I was in the airport and I got a text message from Rick going, Mark, here's the link. And I was like, this dude is a scholar and a gentleman. Yeah. So I'm going to get in here and then I get some page that says in certain states, you're not allowed to gamble and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I, I, I cobbled this stuff together in a, in a hurry. I'm embarrassed at my first bet. Uh, at no hole in one in the event, but 
after last, last week's charade, there were three. I have a sense that we're not going to see any. So I'm pretty confident about that. Cam Smith is a local boy. He lives here in Ponte Vedra, um, has been playing well, hits the irons nicely, sort of a precision type guy. So I like him around here. Um, Fleetwood, a lot of guys were dissing him leading into uh, the World Golf Championships events. And then he started to look like he found some form last week. And, you know, he didn't get much television time, sadly, but what I saw, it looked like he had the golf swing rounded out. So I think at plus 900, that's a really good bet. Mm-hmm. And I find this laughable. I mean, Tony Finau could fall out of bed and fall into the top 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the how those odds are so good on that. So I had to go there. It was my best bet. And then um, Jacko Neiman's going to continue to turn people's heads. Of this, I'm convinced. And this golf course, yeah, if we do get some crosswinds, which happens because the golf course sits at right angles to the Atlantic Ocean. So the ocean wind, which happens on nice days, blows across a number of holes. And so if you get the ball up between these pine trees, it can get all whistled around the place. So as high as he hits it, he can keep the thing really low. I think he's going to have a good week around this place. I really do. So the thing, uh, Mark, you might have an issue finding the bets, but you, you don't have an issue finding a lot of winners. You, you seem to find a lot of winners. You seem to be kicking our butts in one and done and all that stuff. So we should uh, we should take heed of what you say when you, we when we pull up your betting card. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm, not, I, I'm still in awe of you guys when you're talking about betting. And, and I want to I actually want to have some sort of a show like this where I get the group of us together and it's like betting for beginners. And I'm going to chair this thing and just let you guys go after it because uh, it's a lot of fun. And look, it's the way golf's going. I, I have, I've had this image of Mark in my head that he says these things on the show. I have no idea. Where, and yet he goes back and watches the show and has a stogie in his hand. And he's leaning back going, those idiots, those idiots. They you know, don't know. <laughs> you know what I did have in my hand, Coach, was that red wine that you bought yes. me the other evening. And it was good, boss. Nice job. That was really good stuff. He's, I'm glad he's you enjoyed there. it. Um, he sits there like this. They they fell for another wine bet. Yeah, they did yeah, it again, yeah, right? Yes, like that's yes. that's what he's thinking. Oh, uh, so man. just just to recap, Mark's card. So it's Joaquin Neiman in a three ball over Paul Casey and Jason Day. It's Tony Finau to finish in the top twenty. That is Mark's best bet. Tommy Fleetwood to be top European at nine to one. Cam Smith top Aussie at three to one. And no hole in one, no ace in this event at plus one ten twenty to win twenty two of our units. We'll pull up my betting car next. I've tried to follow the uh, same model I did last week, which uh, served me well, which is essentially focus the, the, the majority of my play money, my units on some matchups and some three balls, and then just sprinkle some opportunity on top tens and maybe some winners uh, outright. So my matchups or my three balls for this week, uh, Jason Day over Casey and Neiman. So unfortunately, Mark, you and I are on different pages on that one. You have Neiman in that three ball. I have Jason Day. I took Matt. Matthew Fitzpatrick, who just finds a way, finds a way to continue to get it done over Patrick Reed as my best bet. And then Webb over Patrick Cantlay. And KP, I've not looked at your betting card yet, uh, but I'm wondering if there's going to be any love on you, for Webb on your card. Uh, there's there not, but I, I do have some Patrick Cantlay love. Oh, boy. Then I might be in trouble. Uh, I round out my card with a top 10 on Jason Day, a top 20 on Will Zalatoris, and then I could not pass up a Justin Thomas outright and a slamming Sammy Burns outright. KP, he's gonna he, Sam Burns is going to win eventually. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm not going to miss out on it. I'll tell you that. Well, hopefully for our group here, it's this weekend with the, <laughs> you know, t- t- what is that? A thousand to one? Hundred to one. Hundred to one. Hundred to one. Yeah. They'll take. 
still very good. We've seen some. Uh, Siwoo was like three hundred to one when he won this. I think he was something wild uh, a couple of years ago when he when he pulled this off. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. That's some it Oklahoma can- State math right there by me. <laughs> well, uh, after after that, I'm very excited to see your betting card, which we're going to get to right here. And I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You have s- shown some self restraint, Kyle. You have nine <laughs> bets on on your card this week. Congratulations! <laughs> I can talk to you. Oh I can talk you through God. this. Yeah, go so, ahead. So here we go. Uh, let's start with your. Top 10s. You have a top 10 on Patrick Cantlay. That is your best bet. You have a top 10 on Victor Hovland at plus 275. And you have a top 10 on Colin Morikawa at plus 220. So Cantlay and a couple of technically first timers. Yeah, technically. I, you know, it's, it was so weird. Like, I feel like every week I'm like, okay, I've, I feel fairly confident about, I don't know, just sort of the general direction this is going to go in. And you start doing, sawgrass research and you're like i i have no i have no idea like i have no clue what's going to happen you've got every winner since 2004 other than tiger was a first time winner it just it, there's no patterns there's nothing so i kind of looked at just like okay which guys have been the best from t to green in 2021 regardless of putting don't care about that can't lay Cantlay's uh, number one in the world since January 1 in terms of strokes gained overall. He has been putting it pretty well. This this course just screams Patrick Cantlay to me. Like it just, it, you know, he shot 67 to open round one last year before it got canceled. He's been playing really, really well. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty big on Cantlay this week. I also miss not your, like him? I, I don't not like him. I just, who did I have going up against him? Um, Webb. Web. I mean... Web at the players. I I just think I just think Web is generally undervalued in markets because he's he's not a flashy guy. He's not a popular guy. I just think he's routinely undervalued. The problem is I think like if it was Web against Rory or something like I think Cantlay is kind of undervalued as well. So to me that's it feels a little like two undervalued guys going against each other. It's probably true. I missed your Dustin Johnson top ten as well. So your top tens are Cantlay, Hovland, Morikawa, DJ. You move to top twenties for. Justin Thomas, Sergio Garcia, and you have a top five on John Rom. Yeah. I, you know, it, a lot of the top 10, top five, top 20 stuff is I just hated all the matchups. Like I just kept going through every matchup and it, they, they all were terrible to me. So you didn't miss anything this week, Mark. Um, <laughs> but the Sergio one is probably the one that stands out the most. He has been, I think, six in Tita Green this year putting it horrendously, but he plays well at Sawgrass. I saw yesterday, I think he's made 16 cuts in a row. Uh, so when you, you know, w- when that's your streak, when you're hitting it well, then you're going to have a shot at finishing in the top 20 on the weekend. And and at three to one, that's kind of all you, all you're going for there. And with the Patrick Cantlay love, no surprise to see an outright on Patrick Cantlay. And then you snuck in this little guy, a Corey Connors outright at 66 to one. He is a ball striker. He's playing well. You think he continues it this week at Sawgrass? Yep. Better tee to green this year than Rory. Better tee to green this year than Bryson. How about that? And, you know, I think some we do the thing. You talk about this all the time. We discount the guys that played well last week because – they're not going to do it two weeks in a row. I, I don't know. He did putt well last week. So that's a little, you know, he's not a very good putter. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought five at 66 to one was, was a fair number. 
only sport in the world that we penalized the guy who was the best in the world just days ago is yep. golf. It's a weird game. Uh, one and done, gentlemen. So uh, we are we are closing in on the, the, the Augusta National. Third, well, that Augusta National. I was thinking the halfway point because I think we're doing 50 events. We've done 21 so far. We're definitely much closer to Augusta National, Coach. I believe that was a shot at you. It certainly wasn't at me. Yeah, it was a tremendous <laughs> shot at me, especially after I got – a donut last week. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, Coach took Patrick <laughs> Reed uh, last week and got $0 for him. So, his total stands strong at $1.96 million. Coach, the benefit that you have in a week where this is this is it, guys. This is the largest prize pool, $2.7 million to the winner. This is, this is it. You can get a lot of money here. And the advantage you have, Coach, is you have a lot more golfers available to you. So, what are you thinking for this week? So I actually spent a lot of time on this today, probably way too much for a one and done contest, but this is how badly I want to catch that man that's right next to me on the screen. <laughs> so I was looking at it and after about 20 minutes, I swear, I was like, why am I talking about waiting for here, here and here? This is $2.7 million. So I've got to put my best foot forward. And when it was all said and done, and we talk about T to green, we talk about approach, we talk about all the metrics that are most important here. It's all about iron play. So it's either going to be Justin Thomas or it's going to be Colin Morikawa. I'm going to take the guy that is fresh, that's coming off a win, and I think he's one of those under-the-radar, step-on-your-throats. I want to show the world how great I am, and there's not a better way to do it than coming off a WGC and walking into TPC Sawgrass and dropping it right on the heads of the best players in the world, the best field in the world. Give me the youngster, Colin Morikawa. Lock it in. Coach is looking to get $2.7 million from Colin Morikawa for his one-and-done. Producer Jacob is at $2.6 million. Kyle, $3.3 million. And you are coming off of nearly $200,000 from Paul Casey. You've been on a decent run. You've earned $1.1 million over the last six weeks. You're going to look to continue that momentum this week at Sawgrass, and you are circling whom? Yeah, that was a net $1.1 million after my $400,000 donation to charity. <laughs> I think that's a write-off. I think you can write it, off it, that, it really that yeah. donation. I'm just going to keep bringing that up. Um, <laughs> I, I I get ter- I, I, I feel like I can't read when I look at the spreadsheet here. Uh, like I, I just, I'm, I'm so terrified to pick somebody that I've already picked before. I picked John Rahm like three times already, which is unbelievable. I'm probably going to end up taking Cantlay. He's, he's, I think he's going for uh, producer Jacob might have to weigh in on this, but I think the caps lock slam is in play. He won the Zozo, right? What are the other caps lock? Uh, CJ Cup. Is that still CJ Cup? Uh, I think, I think Xander won that. So maybe the caps lock slam is not in play, but we've got all caps, the players this week. So I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm probably going to go with Cantlay. I love him this week. Would you count, um, does it have to be all cap? Well, I guess players doesn't. So th- does 3M count? Uh, no. So, oh, does, here it is. Does Zozo, RSM count? It's Zozo, CJ Cup, and players. I thought there was one more, but well, there used I think to be the CIMB. It. Yeah, I don't know. So caps we got to figure out what that is. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Cantlay, let's go. Patrick Cantlay and I I just confirmed uh, you have not used him. So if you if you submit Patrick Cantlay you are you are good for this week. 
I'm going to take, I'm at 3.7 million. So I've got some ground to make up on Greg. I've got a little bit of breathing room on Kyle and it's 2.7 million. And I'm taking, I'm taking a guy. I'm taking Justin Thomas. I just, I, I just think, listen, he's, he's doing that lurking thing. He's doing that lurking thing where the irons were, were hot fire at work day and he lost six strokes off the tee. He said, he's been working hard with three wood off the tee. He's been working hard on driver. It's not going to happen again. He's lurking. It's coming. Mark is smirking. I don't like when Mark smirks. That's usually a bad sign for me. You guys are so short sighted, man. Those other courses are going to go well. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get some cash money here, Mark. Uh, it's a big purse. You gotta go for it. But but why don't you save him for somewhere that it's guaranteed money, like another World Golf Championships event or the Toy Championship? The guy kills it over there, and he's gonna be but, there. But the the problem with guaranteed money is everybody's guaranteed money at those events, right? Yeah. So it's like I feel best. some of us are burning selections all of the time. So you're gonna get to the end of the season with nothing in your holster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather than get there with five studs left for sure that I haven't spent. You know, so we'll see. He was he was my other choice. What I'm going to hate is if JT wins this week, I will knock him on the show next week because he was <laughs> that was like it came down to those two, and I'll be irate if he comes in for Rick and he doesn't come in for me. Oh, I'll irate. be very happy. I'll be very happy if he comes in and wins this. I know you me. will. I know you will. Oh, Greg's man. getting at uh, so Greg's at four point eight million. Uh, he got a million from Tony Finau at Riviera, so he's on a pretty good stretch at the moment. But it's Mark alone at the top, five point three million. You are on a stretch of golf that has earned you seven hundred eighty-three thousand from Victor Hovland, one hundred ninety-five thousand from Matthew Fitzpatrick, and now you get to make a pick for the biggest prize purse of the year. Well, you got me thinking now because I hadn't considered that it is the biggest person. I think in FedEx Cup points, as you guys know, I mean that's the only currency, isn't right? It? Okay. That's the only currency. My bank account is in completely in FedEx Cup points. So it's six. Uh, it's is it, it's five fifty this week, or is it six hundred for the players? Anyway, but that's beside the point. Um, I, I like Justin Thomas around here, but um, I, I've got a real inkling toward him at Kiowa Island, and and he plays well at the PGA Championship, so I'm going to hang on just a little bit with him. Um, as you guys know, I'm saving Rory for the end of the season. Um, I'm hoping Brooks comes back at the end of the season with a good knee. So right now I'm going to – I'm sort of playing sneaky here. I'm not convinced, but right now I'm between Fleetwood and Finau. Um, probably leaning – Two to historic Finau. winners there. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, here's the truth. I'm just going to stay out of you clowns. All right? So, <laughs> I mean, this is easy. He's taking. dropping it on our head. We keep setting him up, and he's knocking it down. We got to stop setting him up. Oh, I my mean, gosh. So we I, went to, I got away with Fitzpatrick last week, so I'm going to try and do the same thing. I, I honestly think Finau is going to play well this week. I do. And if he plays well, he'll get himself in the mix. And it's the kind of place where you can backdoor victories. We see that often. You know, where yeah. it's hard it's hard to close over here because of the makeup of this golf course. And if you post, you know, Ricky did it. Uh, he's historically not the biggest closer in the world. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm sort of leaning to Finau, but Fleetwood has got my attention in the biggest way. The other thing, Mark, is Mark never reveals his picks. He, he narrows it down to two, and then we have to wait until Thursday morning to find out uh, what the that's official the, pick is. That's the way to do it. Very cagey. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cagey. It's very smart. That's why he's a top. Tell me me that I haven't used them. uh, You have not. You're good. Yeah. You can use, you can use either of them. You've not used uh, Tony Finau and you've not used 
uh tommy fleetwood anywhere now you're good uh that'll do it so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna tweet out our expert picks we'll tweet out the betting cards we'll update the one and done league on twitter so make sure you are following at first cut pod it is a mega pod for a mega event it's the player championship final thoughts anybody got anything uh Any rory's the defending champ and we didn't even talk about him <laughs> it's crazy uh i have him on my card just i have him on my card existential yeah. rory just <laughs> pontificating about the universe. Rory, yes. Rory's looking for a spark. Yeah, he did yes. say he did say that uh, to follow up from what we talked about last weekend. He said that no no changes to his team, but just philosophical changes. Mm. Mm. Hey, there's just a few weeks until April. That's that that's when we're going to somehow find some game. That's right. He's, he's, he's got this gold trophy already. Just a few weeks till April. That could be the title of this of this pod for this week. Uh, that'll do it. That's Mark Immelman. You can find him on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. That's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the Coach Rules. You can find Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.